Welcome to Raising Hail, the podcast nobody asked for but everyone needs by best friends turned partners turned parents. I'm Samantha McKinnon. And I'm Brandon Hale. And we're on a mission to remind you that no one has their shit together. Join us each week to get unsolicited advice from two non-experts on things we all go through. Think about this as your one-stop shop for raw, approachable, and sometimes uncomfortable takes on parenting, love, and life. We do not know what we're doing, and we want you along for the ride. Welcome to this episode of Raising Hail, the moment you've all been waiting for. Episode 5. Should we do it at the same time? What are we doing? No, we can't do it now. <laughs> We've ruined it. <laughs> what are we going to do? I was going to say the birth story, but... Oh, okay. One, two, three. The, the birth, birth story. story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. We're such losers. Well, this is like the 900th time we've tried to record this, so hopefully it's it ends up... three times. Four times. Okay. Five times. Hopefully it adds up better than all those <laughs> other takes that we just hated. So let's just get right into it, okay? You you may or may not have heard the last episode that we had like a pretty run-of-the-mill pregnancy experience, aside from like some food aversions, aside from like some extreme weight loss, which is like not ideal. Uh, things went pretty pretty average. There was not a lot of excitement. Would you say that's average? I don't think it's average. I think it's common, but I don't think it's like normal. Just because it's one and the same. No, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. It just means that it happens to a lot of people. So like 20% of the people went through what you went through to make it common enough? I don't know the stats. (laughs) I don't know the stats. Either way, here we arrive nine months later to the, the big day, the grand entrance the piece de resistance, if you will. Yeah, induction day. Well, I guess it was a day before or two days before. It was a bit of a process. Yeah, I saw the OB. It's late. Schedule it. Right. It's late. So it's late January. I'm thinking this guy is coming early. I was so uncomfortable. No, it was. It was the the fucking weather. It was freezing. I remember. And he was like, mm. he stuck his toe out and was like, mm. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember that we there was like a snowstorm the mm-hmm. day we thought he might be born, mm-hmm. and then he just he <laughs> didn't come. I thought he was going to be early. I was I was so uncomfortable. I thought he was going to be early so much so that I was like, I'm gonna take I'm gonna go on mat leave the week before his due date because I'm I'm like if I was a betting person, I was betting he was coming early, and um, well, he didn't. He didn't. In fact, he came quite late, so much so that uh, at one of my very last OB appointments prior to his birth, and they did an ultrasound to you know see what's going on in there, see how the size is looking. Safe to say, they figured he was going to be pretty enormous. He is enormous, right? If you ask certain people, <laughs> right? <laughs> he at that time was measuring in the 95th percentile. Uh, and there was still like, I don't know, five weeks to his due date uh, at that time. And the doctor said, and I quote, we have like an eight, maybe nine pounder on our hands. And we're not worried that he's going to fit yet. 
I was like, okay, great. Pushing out a watermelon at that point. I mean, it kind of is, I think, regardless. Yeah. So we get to the due date. There's, there's nothing happening. There's, there's nothing at all happening for like a, a, another week. All of this really was like the foreshadowing of what the whole labor and delivery process was going to be, I think. One big nothing Looking back happening. On it. Yeah. And eventually, after some communication with the doc, we decide that there's a few options. The first option is to continue waiting for a, you know his natural arrival. That wasn't happening. I said fuck that. <laughs> I said I was I was done physically, mentally. I could not go on <laughs> during this this process. The second option was to schedule the induction at the at this appointment for the following week uh, to give an increased chance of a successful vaginal delivery just based off of size alone because basically they're thinking the longer he stays in there cooking the youngest the, he's gonna get yeah the, the bigger and badder this is gonna be <laughs> um so they kind of like said you know if you continue to wait we're gonna have to induce you regardless and the longer you wait the more likely it will be that you'll need a c-section like we can almost well, guarantee it's not like, it it's not good for the baby either no what being in there longer than i don't know the science behind all of that to be honest if i was somebody who was like super on top of like what the birth plan was and like had all of these specifications about like you know maybe i was somebody that didn't want any interventions of any kind no medication you know i wanted a dim room with essential oils and like <laughs> a bathtub like all of these things that people write into these like very detailed birth plans which i found many on pinterest and that is for some people my birth plan was to have a baby get a mirth side by any means necessary <laughs> and i certainly was not against interventions when one of the nurses actually asked me about that and especially about c-sections and if i was like against c-sections i basically said to her i was like listen if like either one of us is gonna die like just get in there and get him out like just just handle it <laughs> grab the chopsticks like however you need to get it <laughs> however you need to ha make it happen uh and that i think kind of set the set the tone set the course so we of course decide to proceed with the induction the following week at this last appointment and we go in monday morning that was so lucky to be there you were and i know it didn't happen to me but it was not an enjoyable experience being there so the long and the short of it is that they they had to insert a Foley catheter into my cervix. It was like, yeah, a balloon. Yeah, it's like a little balloon on the end of a tube. Mm -hmm. And they pump it up with saline solution once it's up there. And essentially, gravity makes the ball of, of solution drop in your cervix. And in doing that, it starts to kind of like artificially i guess dilate you yeah but you're forgetting the part of like i'm all for 
like uh, giving the apprentice a chance. <laughs> okay. But I think they might have let this student go a little too long. Yeah, so it's a teaching it's a teaching hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um she tried. She oh, tried. Oh, she tried. She tried. Um yeah, it, it sucked, honestly. I it know. was it I witnessed it. It was very invasive or it felt very invasive. Um and it's like, like again file that under the category of like would i do it again if i had to yes but you know in an ideal world no well, history repeats itself so yeah well we'll get to that so she finally this this resident finally uh actually i think she she had to give up the actual doctor had to come i don't in. know if she gave up or the doctor it was just like all right you suck move Let aside me get in there <laughs> So anyway, they finally get this thing up there, and uh, then they had to monitor me, I think, for a little while to make sure that I didn't, like, have any sort of weird reaction. Didn't we? I, I feel like know. we were there we were for there a little for while. A yeah. Either way, they taped the thing to my leg and sent me on my way. You had a penis for a day? Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Uh, and I remember it was so funny because leading up to putting that, putting the Foley in, I literally was like, let's stop for lunch on our way home. Let's go to the tin cup and grab lunch. And I was, I was like feeling great. I'm like, this is perfect, blah, blah. We get down to the car. We're driving out of the parking lot and it starts like the cramping, the pain. I was like, I remember just looking over and you're on your phone i was like what are you doing i'm ordering food because i'm not sitting down <laughs> i thought i told you so yeah i was very uncomfortable that's all right we just went home and watched more of the uh, avengers yes yeah that was our for thing hours that was our thing <laughs> and uh really like it was kind of like a cramping and then it sort of chilled and then it started kind of like surging like contractions uh, later in the evening and I think I think throughout the evening I probably had like maybe five total like sort of minute long contractions over the course of several hours so they were like not very close together mm -hmm. but something was happening mm -hmm. um, and I was like it was painful for sure uh, similar to, or worse than cramps from your period I would say worse because they kind of like surged. Whereas like period cramps, which I have very bad period cramps, kind of like just ache constantly. This would be like, you know, kind of like creep up and then it would like... It's like an actual, like a muscle cramp. Yeah, I guess. Like, well, it's contracting. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, and then it would kind of release and then I'd be okay. But yeah, it, it was, um, it was, I was not comfortable. That's for sure. And the, uh, well, I remember ha wanting to have a shower, uh, obviously before going to the, the hospital the following day for like, you know, labor day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I get in the shower and I remember all of a sudden I'm like seeing spots and I like I, I don't think I've ever fainted in my life. Me either. But I I've been knocked out, but Okay, this is not about you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we 
I, I remember actually like screaming for you mm-hmm. because I, I thought I was going to pass out in the tub. I thought you were like giving birth at that moment. <laughs> Is that what you thought? Oh yeah. I came running in. What? Oh, you're just about to pass out. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you had to like carry me to bed. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Oh yeah. And I think I was, it was like a combination, I guess, of like the heat of the shower and then the pain and, but I remember I literally was like sprawled spread eagle mm-hmm. with a fan on like warp speed. And then finally. And you're soaking wet from your. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even dry off. I literally was just well, sopping I wet. I dried you off as best I could, but. Good, good looking out. Do what I can't. So sometimes in sometime throughout the middle of the night, the Foley drops out. And so the cramps kind of stop. Uh, and then I really did not have any contractions through the rest of the night. So we woke up, kind of gathered some stuff. We had to, you know, kind of prep for the last little bits oh, of the... Like it was like any other normal day where they told us to call at, what, 8, 9 o'clock or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. I was making breakfast. Yeah. And then at like 7.30, they called and they're like, um, are you coming? And I was like, what? You told us to call at 8. <laughs> I know. And they're like, well, we have we have space for you now, so come on in. And I was like, oh, okay, great. See you soon. Mm-hmm. She hung up the phone, and I was like, start the car. <laughs> I didn't even get to eat my breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that. it was go time. So off we went. We drove. We get ourselves checked in. Yep. And we had to sit there too. Did we? I'm pretty sure we checked in and then we sat in like that waiting room. No, I don't think so. That was the day before. Oh. That was the day before for the Foley. No, we went right in and they brought us right into that labor delivery room. Mm-hmm. That room was like the Taj Mahal <laughs> in comparison to what we ended up staying in. True. Yeah, that should have that should have been the room the whole time actually, because it was like ginormous. I would pay for it next time. Would you? No. I don't think it's an option. <laughs> unfortunately. Fuck everybody else who has to come in here to give birth. Uh, yeah, no. So we get there and they're like, "All right, let's get this show on the road." So they like hook me up. They take some uh, heart rate monitor. Heart, what is it? Heart monitor readings? Sure. Oh, it's like HRV, not HRV. I'm not sure. Either way, mm-hmm. they had me strapped up to get the baby's heart rate. And uh, then they started the oxytocin drip, which was stage two of the induction process. And they did a quick monitor to make sure that he was reacting okay to that. And then they sent us on our way. They were like, hey, go walk around, make mm-hmm. it happen. Walk around. Do your lunges. I d- did she say to do lunges? I don't know. There's don't. a whole bunch of things that she told you to do. Oh, well, either way. We walked. We did a several laps. But they needed us to come back in 30 minutes to make sure that all the levels were still good. So we did that. And then they said, the doc's going to come in, take a look. I was like three, four centimeters dilated at that point. Which kind of made sense because the Foley fell out and it was supposed to fall out at three centimeters. So, you know, that mm-hmm. was kind of aligned. The doc then says we're recommending that we break your water 
because it shows to have um, less active labor time, so like a shorter active labor, meaning that you get through to the pushing stage more quickly. And oh, like, I thought you were saying like you're showing right now less active labor. No, no. She said that the science the studies had shown you break that the water and then it speeds up the process right. you don't have to sit there and do somersaults right and i was like sign me up for that for <laughs> sure anything to get us out of here <laughs> <laughs> so again we have of course another resident on our hand at the teaching hospital oh what was his name no not him oh. but i know who you're talking about he was trying so hard he was just, so nervous. Yeah, he just needed to be more confident. Yeah. He looked like he literally was like a high school student shadowing somebody. Yeah, for sure. Besides the point, that was not the doctor that did the breaking of the water. The other resident comes in to break the water. She tries once. She's like, hmm, that's weird. Nothing's happening. Tries again. Hmm, I can't seem to get it. I'm going to have to come back in 30 minutes. And try again. I was like, oh, God, not this again. Fine. <laughs> she leaves. All the while, we're watching the Olympics on the television. If only you knew that so many people would be. Oh, I knew. I was figured? not surprised yeah. by how many people were up in my business. Mm. I just wish they did it like the first time and it didn't take like three times every time they tried <laughs> to do something. Which, again, I'm all for like teaching and teachable moments. But, like, maybe on somebody else. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> the Olympics are on. My water has not broken, evidently, they tell me. However, you made a very funny joke about team steroids, a.k.a. the ROC. Well, statistics show they won the most gold medals in <laughs> testing positive for trend. <laughs> so, anyway, I howled. I laughed like very hard and wouldn't you know it the waters had broken out it comes they uh, just needed to be seat. laughed out so I very much wet the bed Did and it make a noise they go I don't remember I don't remember I don't think so hmm. it just like all of a sudden it was just like a, a it was like a wet fart no hmm. it just was like leaking <laughs> just like you peed just, yourself well no no because i just, like it didn't it did feel i didn't feel like i, I peed. remember yeah, i remember going to get the nurse and she was like oh my god yep it definitely did <laughs> i feel like she was saying oh you should have got it sooner it's like lady i came out and you were playing freaking scrabble wordle wordle whatever wordle was the big craze right then and there miss charat Yes, the mother of Ben Sherratt, NHL <laughs> hockey player. She was lovely, but also she was, like, not all there. She was, she, I mean, she was, she did her best. <laughs> she did her best. She was lovely. I liked, I didn't actually have a problem with any of the staff at that hospital. Who's the little one? I want to say Amy. Amy. Was it Amy? Our girl, Amy. She, what a G. <laughs> so, anyway. We get my, myself all cleaned up after the water breaking. Of course, they find meconium in the water, which means that the baby has had a shit already. Mm-hmm. And so, boy, does he like to shit. Right. We know now. Um, 
because of that they're like so hate to break it to you you have to be uh, hooked up to this baby monitor the infant fetal monitor not moving well moving like minimally aka like you have to stay in bed type thing or Mm -hmm. you have to stay like next to this machine which was not ideal because i had really like you know psyched myself up for doing all of the like different laboring exercises on the ball on the this or the lunch and all of the things and um i was pretty limited to what i could do unfortunately because of that situation Mm -hmm. so i tried my best and eventually as things kind of progressed i got to like five centimeters and at one point, I remember kind of like asking about an epidural and being like, when is it too late? And part of the reason that I was really like cognizant about the timing of when I got it was that I knew that I was going to be like totally bedridden and that I would be like even more limited to what laboring exercises I could do to mm-hmm. kind of like help progress things. So I was so... um just aware of not wanting to get it too early and like being stuck. Well, she asked you too. I remember her asking you. She, so like, how bad is it? Well, because they thought that it, I Something should have asked for one fib already. Or whatever you want to call it. Like they asked for it early and it's like, mm, yeah, you can't have it yet. Yeah. And she suck it up buttercup. They were like monitoring the contractions or whatever on the, on the monitor. Um, and at this point they were like every 30 minutes upping the oxytocin, you know, to continue like to, to induce the the contractions. And she was like, you know, usually like people in and around here are kind of asking for the epidural. So like, just want to check in. And I was like, oh man, like it feels too early because I knew, like I said, like I knew I wouldn't be able to continue to do all of these laboring exercises to try to help move things along. And, uh, it you know it didn't end up working out that way because things started to feel some sort of way pretty quickly so at that point i want to say it was like i don't know maybe eight ten hours into it roughly when we they got came there in around 10 your epidural was around dinner time yeah because i remember i was like i'm gonna go grab something mm-hmm. so that i'm back for when this happens mm-hmm. And then they came back as it was happening. Yeah, so it was like pre- basically eight hours. I want to say it was like around five or six. I remember walking like into the ward and like I could see something was happening in our room. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> could you Walk imagine? In, and I was like, well, Could you imagine going you walked on? in and he was just born? <laughs> <laughs> You're just screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You had to go get a. I don't even know what I ate. A burger, I think. Probably. <laughs> anyway, so the anesthesiologist comes in and hooks me up for the epidural. It was fine. Like, it pinched a little, but it was no big deal. And uh, I started to feel some relief pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden, my whole left side, I could feel everything. It was like the numbness just like went away. And I was like, um, guys, what's going on here? Because <laughs> uh, it was super weird to like feel like such pain, but only on one side, and then like it didn't get to the other side. 
Uh, so they tried to like maneuver me around in the bed to like disperse the medication. Although like I don't know the science behind that, and like honestly, sounds like a crock of shit to me. But is this a ketchup bottle? Well, like really. You dip it upside down and get all the ketchup to the bottom. I yeah, I wasn't buying it, uh, and it it ended up not working because then I started to lose the numbness in both sides, and they actually had to call the anesthesiologist in again. And he had to give me like a little, little extra shot, and uh, they did a second one. Yeah, well, they didn't do like enough. Like they didn't do the epidural. Like they, it already had been put in. Yeah, yeah. They and just then gave they you another gave like syringe full like, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's called like a bolus or something like that. Anyway, so they they beefed it up a little, and um, well. It's safe to say things came to a roaring halt. Like skidded to a complete stop. Yeah, because they came in to check again. They came in to check again. And then nothing had changed. Four hours over later. Four hours yeah, in. four hours later they checked again. That's like standard. And there was literally no change. No more dilation. The contractions had become like really super irregular and were kind of slowing down, even though they had like been upping the oxytocin. Um, and well, they then had you on the like highest dose of it that you could take. Mm -hmm. So then they also saw that Colton's heart rate was starting to do some like wonky things where it would have some like kind of low periods and then it would come back up and then it would go low and then it come back up. So the recommendation from the doctor and actually it was my OB that was on call that night, luckily. Uh, so he came in and basically was like, listen, we can pull it all off, pull it all back, start again uh, through this whole process. And then you go into, you know, labor, you know, true labor and delivery. Um, and, you know, still have the main event. Or, um, you know, we've got some time and got some capacity for the C-section. And Everybody's I was like, I was Everybody's like on deck. <laughs> option two, option two, please. Um, that was funny, but not funny. Because he's like, yeah, we'll do it. And I'm like, mm, how much time do we have? He's like, well, we got to do this. We got to talk to this guy. We got to make sure everybody's here. I was like, okay, I like, don't care what you need to do. I just need to know time. Uh, about like uh, 30 minutes i'm sorry <laughs> what that was like yeah there's a lot of panic at that moment i didn't even pack our bags i just literally carried everything yeah well in my scrubs because i had to get changed <laughs> <laughs> well and i'm trying to like message everybody to be like change of plans the reason honestly that i opted to go that route two things number one i was so exhausted at this point and i was like halfway there and knowing that I would still have to literally push a baby out mm -hmm. after 12 yeah, plus hours. Just because you're fully dilated doesn't mean they just slide out. Well, exactly. Especially an enormous right. child. So there's that. The other thing was that uh, I, I wasn't convinced that the, that the um, epidural was going to work. Because it wasn't working properly the first time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just like, in terms of the efficacy of it, I was like, 
am I gonna have to feel this whole thing? That's not what I envisioned for this process. Like I was all medication all the way. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, yeah, no, sign me up, slice me open. So away we went. Mm-hmm. And I think we went into the OR around like 1140-ish. Yeah, it was close to midnight. Yeah, because the nurse came in at 10 and said nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. Doc came in at some point. I remember I was like just falling asleep when he came in too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, it might be a long night, so we shall try to get some sleep. Little did I know I wasn't going to be sleeping for the next <laughs> 72 hours. So we get to the OR. I go in without you. Mm-hmm. And they uh, do, they opt to do a spinal tap so that things were truly numb down below because uh, the epidural obviously didn't do what it was supposed to or didn't work the way that they wanted it to. So they do the spinal tap instantly, like I can't feel anything. So the nurses like help me lay back down onto the operating table. And then they've got me hooked up to like blood pressure and heart rate, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And like instantly I am, I'm shaking so bad. I was, I was like convulsing. And the more, and I, I actually can like feel it in my neck right now as I'm talking about it. Just this, I don't know, but sh- like the shiver. Yeah. Um, and as, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and I, like my whole body feels like it's shaking. I can't feel obviously below the curtain, but I, my, I know my top is shaking like crazy mm-hmm. and I'm sitting and all I can think of is how, how, if I'm shaking this uncontrollably, are they literally cutting me open? Like, this cannot be safe. Little do you know, they probably, like, strapped you down. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I have it no idea. Like, little do you know. The scar looks great. I never went down that <laughs> end of the border, so. So, I am sh- I'm shaking. I... I'm not an anxious person by nature. I'm pretty sure I had a, an anxiety attack on the table. I thought I was going to die. This is before I got in there? Yes. Mm. And I remember thinking, because I could kind of feel them like prepping. Like I couldn't feel anything other than like kind of pressure and movement. Like, I don't know how to describe it. And all I could think was like, you need to chill or they're like going to slice in the wrong spot. <laughs> like that's all I could think. And of course they're professional. I'm not thinking that way, right? I'm like... I need to chill. So I, of course, start singing one CCR's Bad Moon Rising to myself. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I love CCR. It CCR is kind of the a big deal. T- because it happened to me too. <laughs> well, you had a different song though. That's fine. So tell us what's happening on your end of things while I'm literally having an out-of-body experience. Well, they take me into this very bright white hallway with like three chairs. Say, oh, you can put your stuff here. Mm, Okay. And you can sit down and we'll call you when we're ready. There's no clock. My phone is somewhere because I didn't pack the bag. I just threw everything together. And, oh no, I couldn't have anything on me because I was going in there. Mm-hmm. So I just had my scrubs on. And there's this lady who's cleaning all the bedding from 
presumably your bed and any other beds that have come through in the day. And she's like having a gay old time. <laughs> and I'm sitting there wondering if Colton's already born. <laughs> if, if I've missed it. You, I remember you telling me that it felt like you were there for hours. I sang when I'm up. I what is it? When I'm up, I can't get down. Yeah, great big C, great but tune. Like just that lyric, over and over, and over, over and over again. For what felt like hours, mm -hmm. it was not even five minutes. I don't even know. I don't know what time we got there. I got in at like he was born at like quarter after, right? Ten after. Yeah. Ten after. So somewhere between. 10 to and 10 after literally you mm -hmm. were out there no more than 10 minutes i remember the how do you say it anesthesiologist yeah came out he's like oh you can come in oh thanks you want me to take my shoes off too <laughs> <laughs> so i go in and he's like just walk around this way there's a stool next to samantha that you can sit at and you are it's like you're on the cross arms spread wide out I'm like is there a sacrifice happening here <laughs> like can we can we all stay like be alive through this and then that's why I came to see you and you said first thing you said to me was I'm nervous mm -hmm. I think you said I'm nervous mm -hmm. and I was like come on they're professionals <laughs> I was a little nicer than that but I shook the whole time, like uncontrollably. It was because you stopped breathing. I had to remind you to breathe. And when you would breathe, you wouldn't shake. Thank God you were there. I, you know what? <laughs> At least somebody's thankful. They actually had to move the heart rate monitor from my finger to my thumb because I kept shaking it off. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of it was kind of lickety split though. It was like... Pretty much from there, yeah. I was in there for all of... 10 minutes, 20 minutes, if that. He was born at t 10 after 12. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes after midnight. And I remember hearing the OB talking to... I remember him saying that he's out. And then I was like, please start crying, please start crying, please start crying. Like, just make a noise. Yeah. He made... I heard him make like a... Kind of like a little whine it wasn't a cry but it was kind of like a gurgle maybe yeah like a ah. mm -hmm. um and i remember <laughs> do you remember what the doctor said to you i think he said um oh dad i know you didn't want to see anything on this side of the curtain but your baby is very cute and then i sat there I was like, no way did he just say that. I really don't. It's, yeah, Dad, come on, stand up, take a look. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, take one for the team, Brando. I stand up, and I couldn't have been, like, I almost barfed. <laughs> it was fucking disgusting. He was, like, purple. He actually had looked like he was, like, swollen a little bit. Okay. I don't know if that is a thing. I have no I idea. I don't know either. Um, like, yeah, covered in a whole bunch of schmuckus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, cute. And then I... <laughs> it was like... Part of it was, yes, okay, that's my son, and 
I'm sure he would looked adorable compared to other people, but I didn't want to see that. And also like you were freaking out. So I also had to tend to you because the anesthesiologist was just sitting in the corner twiddling his thumbs. So he was just chilling. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> Super nice guy. So anyway, he's born. Mm -hmm. They do all the measurements and. Oh, I was there. I would, like they called me over for that part. Yeah, because they they asked you if you wanted to clamp the cord, and you were like, No, not clamp the cord. Cut it. Oh. They wanted me to cut it. Oh, they had clamped it. Sorry. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. Right. And as soon as she was like, Oh, here, she went to hand me the scissors. I was like, uh, No, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> and then he started peeing everywhere. <laughs> Part of the course. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure they wrapped him up and handed him to you. Yeah, and then I brought him over to you. Yes. And I remember when I finally saw him, I shed literally one single tear. It was like a Disney movie. <laughs> one single tear, and I remember saying, he's cute. <laughs> and that was like, that was really all I remember other than just feeling like I was going to have an out-of-body experience. Yeah. <laughs> And then they kicked you out and... Yeah, they told me to go get the bags. They sewed me back up. And somebody walked me to recovery. Yeah. And then I had to sit there. That's when I started texting everybody, saying, he's Earthside. Yeah. And I then... I don't remember how much he weighed, though. It was like 8 something. 7'10". 7'10". Close enough to 8. 7'10", 22 inches, yeah, which is... Yeah, should be 9 pounds, comes out 7. But that's why, because he, he was, was long. so long. And all of his limbs were long, so mm -hmm. when they were measuring, they are like, oh, okay, he's going to weigh this because he's this long. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of like a skinny little guy. Really, tall and skinny. And then they plopped him on me i literally cannot feel the bottom half of my body they wheel oh sorry sorry are you uh formula or breastfeeding breastfeeding okay here you go <laughs> yeah uh we didn't like practice this before we showed up so <laughs> <laughs> they literally they don't care they just freaking grab it stick it in their mouth that's what you have to do let me go back though for a second about when i thought i was plunging to my death so they have to lift me off the operating table back into the hospital mm. bed, right? Yeah. I can't move. I can't feel the bottom half of my body. This I don't... would have been when they brought, first brought you in. No, no. Took you off the bed. Going out. Took me off the operating table oh, into the bed. Oh, this was going out. Oh. After it was all said and done. And so the, every single person in that room gathered <laughs> around the bed. And all I see is Amy. Our girl Amy, the nurse. Amy, who... who's like five foot two, a buck Fifteen, if she's lucky, okay. Like that's probably an over exaggeration. Mm -hmm. And she's on the side of where they're turning me to, like, put the little, I guess, gurney or whatever under me to lift me up into the hospital bed or what, like tarp. I don't know, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. And they're like, "We're gonna tilt you over." And Amy's like, "You're gonna feel like you're gonna fall, but don't worry, I've got you." And I'm like, "Amy, I'm like three times your size. <laughs> like, thank you, but Amy, have you done this before? <laughs> you need some support." <laughs> and I just remember being like totally sideways, and I can't see. There's no side of this operating table because it's not very large. Like, it's no. quite narrow. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, "I'm dead. Bye." At least the baby came out. <laughs> 
so luckily they didn't drop me. Uh, I guess they probably had done it a time or two before that, mm -hmm. uh, thankfully. So they transferred me into the bed, plopped Colton right into my arms, and I was like, um, hi, baby. Like, I was so disoriented. I was like, what is happening? Uh, and then finally I saw you. That made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> For like the first time in your life. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. And then we were in recovery for a little while, working on the old latch. That uh, is not intuitive. They say that breastfeeding is natural. And to that I say, what crack are you smoking? Because <laughs> it is not. It's something. And he was like a good, like he did well at breastfeeding. So I could just imagine babies who like struggle with a latch. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that was like... Just gotta squirt them in the face with it. Like, hey, Wake you up. smell this? <laughs> Do you want some? Uh, that is not official medical advice. It worked for us. So we get to our uh, our hospital room. Our, our well, it wasn't recovery. It was after recovery. In the maternity ward, and what an asylum that was. Well, life as we knew it <laughs> was over. <laughs> Yeah, three days in there. I did everything in my power to leave there earlier than we did. And unfortunately, old Coulters had the old jaundy. Which nobody tells you about. Which if you Google it, tells you everything terrible. <laughs> That's probably why nobody says anything. I was like, how could this kid be an alcoholic? He was just born. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... Maybe you totally understand what it is. It's like yes. your organs aren't fully developed yet. Is okay. what it is. All right. So anyway, the whole thing is is that in order to uh, to leave, the levels have to be his his levels have to be the Billy Rubin have to be within normal range. So they had to keep him an extra night, and they're like, "Well, you had a C-section, so you still need to recover." And I'm like, "Fuck no, I don't. I've been wa I've been running laps around this place. <laughs> Get me the hell out of here." Because Your food was okay, though. It was. Well, I was just glad actually that I could eat some things because mm -hmm. I hadn't really been able that. I had a turkey sandwich, and I had not been able to eat meat, well, especially poultry, for nine months. And it tasted a little weird, I have to say, but it actually was not bad. Probably like five days old. I didn't even care <laughs> at that point. I was so hungry. And I mean, that was really the end of it. I mean, we had some... some we cuddled yes, in the bed because my back was broken from the chair. Yeah. And I was like, ma'am, I know you've been through a lot. But I need to come in here with you. <laughs> there's a, I remember what, uh, what, there's actually a picture of you like snuggled up in the bed and I'm standing at the edge of the bed taking the picture. Because mm -hmm. I just kept, I had to get up. I was, uh, once I could actually move. Once you could feel your toes. Yeah. yeah. But for like the longest time, every, every time he uh, needed something, you had to get him because I could literally not get up. Yeah. Changed all the diapers. You were a swaddle master. Yeah, that didn't last because he was Houdini <laughs> in no time. And eventually we got the all uh, all clear to go home. That, uh, oh, that was so funny. 
I don't remember what her name was. Uh, the nurse comes in and she looks at you and she goes, I got drugs. <laughs> I was like, what kind? She's like, mm, not the kind you're going to want. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. There were honestly really great staff there all around. I don't think there yeah, I think was everybody any, was good, you know? Yeah, anybody. Except for the fact that they came in to bug us at like, you know, like four o'clock in the morning. It was like, I know you're supposed to check on us, but like, we're doing okay. Yeah. Do you remember when they wheeled him out to do some mm -hmm. sort of check and the nurse came back and she was like, he was the only baby that didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> That was probably some foreshadowing, eh? Because even now, Seems like it, people yeah. say he's so chill. Okay. He only cries when he doesn't want to sleep. Really. Actually, he cried today in the gym. He did a face plant. <laughs> well, that would do it, I'm sure. <laughs> so there. Yeah. There we are. Mm-hmm. And now... We're just days out from celebrating seven months of this literal bliss. Yeah, like three days out. Time flies, eh? Now this guy is crawling backwards, but crawling. He's crawling forwards. I'm telling you, I saw it. I, I don't believe it. you. I don't believe you. I, I saw. I watched. He crawls forward. Like, but like, what does that mean? One knee in front of the other. Like, but how many times before he falls over? I don't know. He did it like three times in mm. a row. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, sure. As most people will. All right. That's a wrap. You're just angry that he did it in front of me first. I'm a little bitter about that, <laughs> frankly. And partly bitter actually almost entirely bitter that I missed it because I was working. And so, with that, I'm sure in some upcoming episodes, we're going to talk about what it's like to be working and child-rearing an infant all at the same time and dealing with mom guilt and dealing with business owner guilt and all of the guilt. You feeling guilty? I don't feel great about <laughs> it. <laughs> But I guess we'll get into that another time. It's so funny though, just to finish it off here, the first three months, mm -hmm. you're like, I think I should go back to work because like, this is easy. Mm. And now what? Well, it's not that, uh, it's not, how do I word this? I'm not saying that I don't want to be working because it's not easy. Like he's not chill. He's so chill. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, relatively predictable. Again, constantly knocking on wood. Um, but it's, yeah, when, when, you know, I'm having a busy month. And it's requiring me to spend some evenings doing some work. And that just so happened that today I was doing some work. And he was out in the gym. And apparently, allegedly crawling for the first time. Though I'm not buying it. Whatever. So... Anyway, you believe what you want to believe. These are the days of our lives. And with that, we got to wrap it because I need to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all she wrote. Hopefully that was enough. Yeah, we've, re keep the people we've, going. we've ended the recap saga. 
So we'll, we'll break uh, we'll break ninety on the top one hundred chart of Spotify. Yeah, wasn't that something? I was like, really? We're like four episodes in, and you're gonna tell us this already? I mean, we have over a hundred listeners. Wow. That's like I don't even know several classrooms. People. So anyway, if you're one of them right now, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate you. Comment. We, yeah. Say something. Keep it going. Leave Whatever us a you're review. doing, keep doing it. Leave us a review because we're apparently we're climbing the charts. This is what we're we're being told uh, by the podcast uh, people. So thank you for making that a thing. We appreciate you. And from here on out is not uh, the the recap saga. We're now getting into the nitty gritties of life, love, parenting. Now that we have established ourselves as like, well, not experts, but people <laughs> who are experiencing it, because <laughs> we're in it with you, and uh, that's it for this time. So we we'll see you. People who bought the t-shirts. We bought the t-shirts, the souvenir mugs. Always a mug. If you saw our cupboard, you'd know. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm out. See ya. Later. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Raising Hail. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you don't miss a minute of this literal debauchery. The intro to this podcast is made possible by our talented producer, Sydney Shamandel. You can learn more about working with them by visiting www.sydneyshamandel.ca. That's spelled S-Y-D-N-E-Y-S-U-M-A-N-D-L.ca. Our music, Stylish Sex Guitar, is provided by Audio Green via Audio Jungle. And hey, if you enjoyed listening, we'd appreciate a review or recommendation. The more, the merrier, we always say. Until next time.